one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I have a really great episode lined up for you. Tonight I have Karim joining us, and Karim has been having UFO encounters nearly all his entire life. He encountered his first one in Turkey outside his family's apartment window. And what's so interesting about that is that his entire family saw the craft as well. He also goes into a few of his most recent encounters here in Australia, and he even has video footage of some of these encounters. So I'm working on getting these videos off him and should hopefully have them on our episode show notes within the week. So if you want to see that, just jump onto our website and look for this episode. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes five-star ratings and reviews. Each week, I'll read out a new five-star review that is left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review left out... Simply jump on iTunes, leave me a five-star review, and let me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might read it out on the next episode. This one's titled Spooky Stuff, and it comes from Benedict Crumplecrump from Australia. If you like paranormal stories in an Australian setting, then this is the pod for you. It's spooky, but not too spooky. So, thank you to that iTunes user, but for now, let's get into Karam's Encounter. I want to welcome Karim to the show. Karim, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Kate. No worries. We were talking a little bit early before the show started, and you said that you had your encounter, your first encounter, because you've actually had multiple encounters, and hopefully we get to touch on all of those today. But you said your first encounter happened all the way back in 1985. Do you mind taking us back to that first encounter? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, right. I'm actually 45 now, so this is going back to my teenage days. Uh, 1985, approximately. Um, this is one of the most intriguing uh, events actually happened for me because I still remember to this date and uh, never forget it, actually. 
Yeah. Um, what it is, uh, I was actually uh, sleeping. This is after midnight. Went to the bed, and uh, yeah, it was a deep sleep. And um, on my bed, I, I just woke up to these weird sounds coming uh, from my room. And um, yeah, th uh, the sound actually uh, similar to some sparks from electrical devices. And uh, this sound uh, woke me up. And uh, when I opened my eyes, um, I saw all my room was glowing in red. So um, what happened was, uh, so, and uh, I was just checking the source of this light. Um, I turned left, my you know, on my bed, and uh, there was a window on my left. Um, this is this is in an apartment that was on level four. Um, so. It's about a level four flat, you can, you know, those apartments, you can imagine. Um, just checking the window, uh, I saw this red sphere just hovering in front of my window. So this is actually only a couple of meters from where I was sleeping. And uh, as you can uh, tell, you know, I was a teenager and I got scared and I'm trying to work out what this thing is. You know, I, and I never experienced something like that in my life before. And, uh, you know, you can imagine that. But just, yeah, just scared looking at this thing, um, uh, a glowing red sphere running from my window, uh, hovering there. Uh, for about uh, two minutes, I just watched this thing um, and just uh, in amazement, you know. Um, yeah, after two minutes, uh, it started to move slowly towards to the right, um, going towards to the other windows of our flat. And when it started doing that, I just ran to my uh, sister's room and watched this uh, sphere from there. And, like, my sisters were thinking, what the heck is going on here? You know, they couldn't understand, you know, why I was there. They were freaking out a bit, and they saw this red glowing lights coming into their room. And then uh, thoughts after that went to my parents' uh, window. And my father actually also got up and trying to work out what's going on. And he actually saw these lights as well and the sphere as well. Yeah. And then later on, we couldn't uh, actually monitor it because it just disappeared after that, just moved on. And we didn't see it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a, a rough... I guess, size of how big this, I guess, craft or light was? Yeah, um, I, I assume this thing was about um, close to a metre in diameter. Okay, that's quite large. Not quite as large to carry someone in there, but uh, obviously this must be some kind of alien drone or something, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure why it was in front of my window, uh, but in, in those days... Uh, Turkey had a lot of UFO incidents. It was all over the news and newspapers. Uh, this was pretty frequent incidents, you know, about UFOs back then. But um, I could also add that after that incident, um, I saw um, the council people came to check up all these electricity lines. 
um, we tried to do from the window. <laughs> they were trying to work out what's going on, and yeah, but they didn't know what happened there. Obviously, um, either this device was probably, you know, getting electricity from these power lines or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that sound was related to that. Yeah, a few people was freaking out. Yeah, I could imagine. Now, did you have anyone else in the um, say the other flats? Did they happen to see this craft as well, or did they they see any of the light, or did they hear any of the interactions that um, that you you also had? Uh, I'm assuming nobody has um, seen this sphere. Only my family and myself. Uh, because none of the people in our apartment has uh, said anything about it. No one said anything. Yeah. And I assume they are the one they call this, uh, the council to ha- check up the power lines. Uh, obviously, they didn't, they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and was there any other reports around um, the, the city or maybe the neighborhood of um, anyone else seeing something just like this? Um, no reports, but I know uh, there was a, a military base, an aircraft military base close to my apartment, not not far away, probably about 10Ks or something. And did you see any, I guess, activity coming from that base after this, this encounter? Um, no, we, we would definitely see the fighter jets, um, you know, just going around the city doing normal test uh, runs, you know. But yeah, never seen any UFOs like that ever. And do do you you and your family talk about the event much? Oh yeah, years after that, we always remind that incident. Actually, my father brings that up or, uh, sometimes, you know, and he says, "Yeah, I've seen that," you know, and um, he's still amazed to this day, you know. We're just not sure why it was in, you know, why not somebody else, and why in front of my window. <laughs> Just not true. And yeah. just, and has it? Did it ever visit that apartment again, or was it kind of this is a, a one-off incident and it's never kind of come around, or nothing, nothing like that's happened since then? Nah, that was one-off. As much as I could tell, that was one-off. We never seen it again. But the thing is, um, it was strange. I was uh, I was also seeing. You know, in those days, I've seen a few UFO dreams, you know. Uh, one particular one was really interesting. Um, I still remember that till today as well, um, which had um, I could just briefly tell you what happened in that dream. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, so the whole thing starts with um, the fighter jets um, chasing up the small UFOs in that area, uh, you can see them uh, flying through the atmosphere, you know, and clouds. Um, and then shortly after that, you see this massive sphere-shaped, um, uh, a big a UFO ship coming out and just docking in the air on the city. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think what's going on and why this is happening. Obviously, military is, you know, trying to uh, fly these UFOs away, but they've been unsuccessful because the UFOs disabled all these military aircraft. So so the military aircraft is disabled. They're nowhere to be seen anymore. All the uh, small UFOs just staying in the air, just hovering. 
Yeah, right after that. So I'm still trying to work out what's going on. And all of a sudden, I see uh, people singing and walking through the streets and amazing uh, a scene, you know, just a celebration or something, you know. And and then I realize uh, it's an arrival. So it's a, uh, an alien civilization arrived on Earth and uh, they're doing a celebration with the people of humanity, you know, that they've actually come together, they've uh, reached together. So, yeah, I still remember that. That's a positive outcome. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, actually, yeah. The military was r- trying to drive them away, but they've been unsuccessful, and the, mili- uh, the humanity actually comes together and then they celebrate their reunification. Now, Amazing. I just, yeah, that is, it's great. Now, I just want to touch on, um, just the, the actual UFO that you saw there. So you, you're kind of under the impression that it might have been a, an alien drone. Do you, are you able to explain any markings or describe how it looked up close? Um, if you were, if you were able to see any detail or anything like that on it? Uh, there was no particular details about it because it was full red glowing sphere. So there's no markings. Uh, no lines through it, nothing, just uh, a sphere with red glowing lights. And, and, was, that, and was it just a solid red colored? Was yeah. it pulsing? Was it? No, just uh, glowing red, not pulsing, just full red on. Because my whole room was glowing in red. That was so powerful. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just glowing red there. Yeah. And could you feel any heat off it with it being so close? Was there, was it changing the, I guess, the, the atmospheric conditions? So was it hotter? Was it colder? Was it anything like that? Nothing? Not, not at all. Yeah. It was, I remember it was a bit uh, cold um, at that time. I think, I'm not sure if it was autumn or spring or something. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't feel any heat. No heat at all. Do you mind um, telling me about the, other UFO encounters that you've had there, Karen? Yeah, the the rest of the incidents uh, relating to UFOs, I've, I've seen some of them in Melbourne, particularly. So uh, one of them being in, um, just coming back from work, in, this is going back in 2002, um, just after work, so I got on the freeway, uh, but the traffic was really bad that day. So I'm stuck in traffic waiting, you know, the bumper, the bumper. Um, so I always, you know, because I'm into UFOs and been really interested in UFOs and always check the skies. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it is night or day. Yeah. So uh, it was a lucky catch this time because, yeah, when I was on the um, waiting uh, to, for the traffic to move on, I just looked up on the sky and just thought, what's, what's this? Because uh, it was a bit dark. But I seen this uh, object on top of my car. You know, we're talking a couple hundred meters high, you know? And uh, yeah, this... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This object, I got. What's this? Uh, I couldn't tell what it is first, but then I, when I looked at carefully, it was actually a, a dark object, really dark. But you could see uh, probably the lights bouncing back from the environment that's just reflecting uh, through this device, this object. And so you could see the outlines of this object just hovering in the air. Yeah, um, yeah, but just that was a brief moment uh, when I saw this thing. It was like maybe just one or two minutes, then the traffic moved on, and then I couldn't see it anymore. And while you're in the traffic there, did you notice, did anyone else see this with you? Or were you alone in the car, or did maybe any other vehicles, drivers, did they see anything? Yeah, good question. No one was no one was interested, I guess. No one <laughs> seen it twice, yeah. Because you know how it is. People are, you know, just rushing to get home at that time, you know. And you know how people are. They're not really looking up. They're not really interested in the subject. They're not aware of what's going on out there, but I'm always, always aware and looking out for it, you know. Yeah, and and did you did you get anything from this UFO? Because just with the the previous encounter that you had, you you said you were having dreams after it. Now, when you saw this one, did you have any similar kind of um, dreams happening or anything like that? Um, I had a few dreams in Australia, yeah, but that actually cut down as as. As years passed by, I didn't see these dreams, and it became very rare. It actually went down in numbers. Yeah, that is, it used to be. It used to be more frequent. Okay, and um, do you want to move on to your final UFO encounter, if you don't mind? Yeah, definitely. This was more interesting because it involves five objects. Yeah, we'll, let's uh, move on to these uh, uh, objects, which happened in. 2003 in summer. Um, this is again. Um, I was coming back from work uh, early in the morning doing a night shift. Uh, again on freeway. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, actually when I was driving, this something just took my eye um, from the sky. I thought, um, what's going on here, you know? So I looked up, I seen this object descending from the atmosphere into into the sky, coming down um, to our city. Um, so, but uh, it was leaving this trail behind it. So I thought it could be something, you know, maybe military craft or something else, I'm not sure. Uh, but at first thought, I thought it was a meteor or something coming down from the atmosphere. But no, it wasn't. It was actually some some kind of object, and it just stopped in about halfway in the sky, and just started uh, stop there. Didn't move. Didn't go anywhere. It was just hovering there. That's it. And what did it look like? Well, it, it was 
um, it was like a silver disc. So um, the thing is, it was uh, more of them. So after the first one I saw, there was a, the second one just descended down and just uh, stayed in the sky, uh, ho hovering at the same level with the other UFO. And then the third one did the same one, same thing. The fourth one did the same thing. And um, of course, you know, you can tell I'm freaking out. Uh, like I'm wrong, you know. I'll be having an invasion or something, you know, because they're all coming down from the sky. Um, and I don't know what they're doing, you know. Like they just stay there, ho hovering in the sky. And uh, yeah, when I saw the fifth one, then I was freaked out even more. <laughs> but yeah. But I thought, okay, um, because I had a binoculars back then. You know, we didn't have any fancy, you know, video cameras or something like that in, in those days. Um, we were more um, gifted these days, actually. <laughs> yeah. So um, I drive uh, to home ASAP. Uh, as soon as I got there, I got my binoculars and uh, start to search for these objects. And uh, when I had a look at them, I could uh, actually uh, see them in more detail. You could tell those four objects were all in silver disc-shaped objects. And one was the most interesting one was in, if you would believe, it was in diamond shape. Okay. Yeah, that was really interesting because I couldn't tell how this is different than the other ones. You know, this was the last one. So there was total five objects. And um, one of them was in diamond shape, like a glass type of object. So, uh, but the other one's all silver. Okay. And with the diamond one, was it also in, um, in kind of that silver color as well? No, it was like uh, glass, you know, like. Oh, so it was, it was you transparent. Know? You could see through it. Yeah, transparent. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was really um, freaking out. Uh, why this is different? This is very interesting. You know? uh, I thought they would be all the same, but no, this was different. And when you when you looked at them through the binoculars, could you see any other details or anything on these craft? The only detail I could see, yeah, as I said, you know, the objects look silver and this shape, but the the weird thing was um, the trail they left behind. Okay. Can you, know, you like, tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, they're not ho uh, horizontal, so they come from the atmosphere coming down. You can see all these trails they're leaving behind, just like any other military craft was leaving. But it was like more, um, should I say, in ash, ash looking color and thick, thicker. Okay. Um, yeah, and those trails disappeared after a while. They didn't stay there. Oh, they didn't stick around? Yeah, nah. The trails disappeared. Um, they were there for maybe up to five minutes or something, but I couldn't stay any longer there to watch them. So were the, were the crafts yeah. still there when you're – how long were they, they actually in the sky for? Well, I could tell you that because um, from where I saw them first and to my house, it would, it would take easily half an hour. Oh, wow. So those uh, objects, yeah, those objects were there more than 30 minutes easily. Yeah, right. Probably an hour. And yeah. did you did you have contact with anyone else to confirm what you were seeing? Um, look, uh, back then um, I wasn't really uh, fully into the UFO subject, but I was really interested in it, and it, was, it used to amaze me a lot. You know these incidents, 
um, if I was if I was uh, if I seen them now, I would have probably looked deeper into it. You know, asked the military or government uh, departments. You know, but you know, no, I didn't ask anybody, unfortunately. Well, you seem to be a bit of a beacon for these UFOs, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, um, me and my family have seen a few UFOs around. Uh, I don't know why, and the dreams we have. There's something in connection, obviously, but I can't. I couldn't work out how, why uh, we're seeing these things. I mean, this is not the first time I've seen a few other UFOs. Um, like I've seen some UFOs with looking like stars. Um, they actually ascend, uh, descend from the sky and they would become like a monster <laughs> um, light, very, very bright lights. And then I'm thinking, I'm freaking out when this is happening and then all of a sudden they disappear again. They, they go back into the atmosphere and then, yeah, they disappear. Yeah, this is quite a times it happened to us. Yeah, my brother's seen a few of them orange UFOs. Yeah, because I was just about to ask you what if you if your if your family had any other encounters that you might want to share. Yeah, my brother was uh, he's actually seen a few uh, orange UFOs, but um, he didn't tell me in details. But uh, they, he's seen um, about seven of them, and they all look like um, uh, orange spheres uh, through the sky yeah, at night time. Okay. Because it sounds like a lot, a majority of your, I guess, encounters have happened during the daytime, apart from the um, the big red one that you saw back in 1985. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But during the day, yeah. Uh, there's one particular one I've seen. Uh, this is back, uh, on back a few years now. Um, again, I was in the car park. This is in Melbourne. Um, I was in the car park waiting for my missus. And as as always, I was always checking the skies out. And I was just looking at this aircraft passing by. Um, and then I saw this massive bright light in oval shape UFO crossing the uh, sky in an enormous speed and just stopped just behind the cloud and never came out. This is another one I've seen, and I, I just still remember to this day. And I'm freaking out. It didn't come out. It just stopped there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. But, yeah, this is uh, – I think I've seen something like that uh, in photos. This object was seen in 1960s or something. Uh, it reminds me of the same object. Oh, okay. That's That's very interesting. Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then uh, one last one we've seen not long ago. This was going back maybe two months ago or something um, in our area when we were having a, a, a small birthday party for my son. Uh, my missus actually uh, noticed it. You know, she said there's something sparkling in the sky. So what are you talking about? And she said, look at this uh, light. This is just flashing on us. And then I had a look at it. I go, hold on a minute. Yeah, it does actually. And the light was flashing at the same area over and over again. So I thought I'll just record this thing on my phone. So I zoomed in with my Samsung phone and just recorded for uh, maybe up to a minute or something. Um, obviously, there's not much to see on the screen of the phone. But what I did, 
I actually downloaded this uh, program to slow down the video and then analyze this uh, object through the video. And you could actually see this thing um, accelerating at enormous speeds. And um, you can actually just see the light flashing when it was in at maximum bright. So, uh, do you still have a copy of that video by any chance? Yes, I do, yes. I have that video. Would you mind sharing that with us just so we can include that with the episode show notes? So when people hear your your encounters here, Karen, they can jump onto our website and have a look at the um perhaps have a look at that video yeah. that you've got. Definitely I can do that. Yeah, that would be great. The only thing is you need a, a special program to slow down the video. because with the normal eye you probably won't be able to tell what it is, but when you slow it down you can tell how fast is this object. And I think it's the, this is one of the major problems when spotting the UFOs. They're so fast um, and they're flying at enormous speeds. We just, our eyes won't be able to catch them. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And um, this gives me um, a feeling that we, we have been visited at enormous amounts you know, around the world, but we're not able to see them because of their technology, I think. Yeah, look, I'm, I do not think you're alone in that, that kind of mindset because um, after, the, after everyone I've kind of spoken to already doing this podcast, it's, um, it's becoming more and more evident that, you know, there's definitely something out there and where we are getting, we are getting visited on a, um, a regular basis, whether we, uh, we know it or not. Yeah, definitely. Well, well isn't that hard to see if you look at the history, the, uh, you know, like for centuries, uh, people, we have drawings and, you know, other evidence that we've been visited, you know, uh, people misinterpret them, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's really not right to, uh, you know, just being judgmental about this because I mean, we can't be the only people, only uh creatures, should I say, living in this universe, and while you got all these millions of stars around it, you know, I don't, I don't see that as a waste, you know, there must be something there. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, I agree with you, and I'm sure a lot of other people do as well, but um, thanks for uh, coming on the show there, Karim, it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, thank you for sharing your stories with us. Same, yeah, it's my pleasure, man, uh, I'm delighted, thank you very much for your matching. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.